0: Now also available on Hubble. This week's episode is brought to you by our beautiful friends at Coinspot, Australia's home base for cryptocurrency. It's the easiest place to buy, sell, and store your Bitcoin and over 350 other currencies. Sign up to Coinspot and use the code DILL123 to receive $10 of Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. There is no minimum deposit. And join 2.5 million other customers on Coinspot today. That's Coinspot.com.au. DILL123. Let's go. G'day guys, welcome back to Dylan Friends. This week on the podcast, we have an Australian young man playing over in the US, about to be drafted into the NBA, Dyson Daniels. Absolutely love this chat with this guy. He's a star, and once you listen to this, you'll have an idea why he's so good and why he's going to make such a big impact in the NBA when he gets drafted in a couple months' time. It's exciting, really, really exciting. Dyson Daniels, as I said, he's from Bendigo in Australia, playing over in the US at the moment in the G League for a team called Ignite and we break it all down. Why he chose to go over to the US and play there, why he turned down the offer to come and play in the NBL and his path to the NBA this is super exciting. He talks so much and so passionately about Australian basketball and why he loves it so much and even one of his massive, massive goals is to be playing with the Boomers and, and talks about that culture as well. His dad actually is a is a star that played for, for Bendigo, originally from the US and fell in love with the game and, and, and decided to stay in Bendigo and yeah, it's an incredible story super super pumped to get him on and and this guy is just is unbelievable His his mindset for a 19 year old kid and what he's going to be up to and, and playing against the guys he is 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 really really cool and spoke a lot about josh giddy and and the impact that that's had on him too and seeing you know someone go over there and had such an immediate impact as he has and it's inspired him to do the same thing so I cannot wait to see what happens with dyson over the next few months and it's going to be absolutely exciting i know the community's going to get really really around him and um don't worry he's not going to forget about us he's an absolute star love this chat make sure you tune in and enjoy the show if you haven't already fam make sure you like and subscribe and follow wherever you listen it does help the show so much to grow and um yeah it means a lot the algorithm is working with us when we follow like review subscribe listen share means a world so if you enjoy this episode you know someone that else might enjoy um a basketball episode make sure you share it on love you so much illy xx let's go Hi fam, it's Dylan's mum Deborah. This is Dylan Friends. So, if you can embarrass yourself, I was like, bro, do you want me to do all seven verses? Being arrogant, didn't know all
1: seven. (laughs) I've been in a bad team for 10 years, and we got a chance to do something pretty special this year. All you can do is put your hand up and say you're wrong. Banter is a way that guys connect, a way that we can kind of play it
0: safe with someone until we get to know them. I try to fix people sometimes. I'm like, damn, stop doing that. Just listen. And you stack on top of that the habit of not taking your phone when you take your dog. It's easy. They had no other way to get out of the cave, and we either turn our backs on them, in which case, they're going to die. Or we give this crazy idea a go. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Dyson Daniels, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. Glad to be here. Mate, thank you so much for coming in. No worries. No, I'm huge. looking forward to it. So. I'm very excited. We've been wanting to do this for ages. We we're talking, I think, a few months ago when you were over in the States. Yeah, I think like
1: December maybe was the first yeah. time you hit me up. So, yeah, yeah it's been a while. But
0: was that a little bit weird? Just, you know, do you get like sort of 29 year old sort of like receding oh, headline sliding few, into the DMs? I often. get a few requests. <laughs> so,
1: you know, it's not, it's not weird, but yeah. nah, I knew about this before. You know, you know you've hit me up. So, um, oh, wow. you know, I was excited to you know when you hit me up that I'll be able to get an opportunity to get on.
0: Mate, um, I really appreciate it. And I think, it, you know, fast forward in, you know, 12 months, I think we'll, uh, you know you won't be saying that about me anymore <laughs> don't, don't worry about that <laughs> hey honor to get you in super pumped super excited to um to have a chat today what's going on at the moment you'd be back in australia um you're obviously living in the states at the moment mm-hmm.
1: yeah so for me you know i'm in off season right now pretty much but um not really off season because i'm preparing for the draft. so uh we finished our season like three weeks ago um and then i flew back flew back to australia about two and a half weeks ago so for me it's just you know um working on things on the court that i need to work on preparing for the draft you know like uh, tightening up my handle, you know my shot, um, getting stronger in the gym, and and just catching up with family and friends and stuff. So, you know, chilling out a little bit one I'm home, but also like staying in shape. So yeah,
0: yeah, we looking good, looking real good. I cannot believe, like I we we obviously watched Hebe highlights, which um which go for a very long time. It's a good mixtape, but I just can't believe how big you are.
1: Yeah, I've grown a lot. So, yeah. I think yeah, since since I was with Ignite, like I think I went there August. I was like six five and got to six seven now. So. I mean, I've grown a lot. So,
0: how that's crazy. Like, because yeah. you're a point guard,
1: yeah, I'm a point guard, and you're like nearly 200 centimeters, yeah. So, 200 on the dot right now, you're 200 on the dot, 200 on the dot. So, it helps, it helps being a point guard. I tell you that yeah. that's massive,
0: man. Because that's like in that, give us a bit of an insight into that. And I'm sure a lot of people would know, but what average height for a point guard is normal,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously, the point guard's the smallest position on the floor, yeah. so it really, it varies. Um, Obviously, I think now in today's NBA, the average would have gone up because, you know, teams yep. are looking for bigger guards. But, you know, it would have been probably around 6'2", I mean, 6'1", 6'2", yeah. I reckon, for the average height for the point guard. But I think the average height in the NBA now is 6'4", 6'5". So I'm above the average height. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, gives you, you know, being able to see over, like, smaller defenders. Mm. Um, you know, if you have a tight handle, you know, able to take, you know, your defenders down to the post. Um, I think it's just an advantage, in you know, having height and you know, having the skill level as well. So... I mean, for me, you know, I've been blessed with this height. So just being able to, you know, use it um, to my advantage is, you know, what I try to do.
0: I suppose, well, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, playing smaller, learning how to handle, learning how to play like a midfielder per se, in like a mm. football sort of sense. And then you grow exactly. and you still have those skills. Like it's, you probably couldn't be happy without it It's all yeah. planned out. Well,
1: that's how it worked out for me. Like through my juniors, I was small, um, yeah. you know, and I was always a guard, you know, I was one of the smaller guys on the team. And like through probably 18s is when I started to shoot up and, um you know, I already had the skills that a guard has. So being able to, you know, just grow and ha- keep those skills, um, you know, just, it just helped me. And, you know, it's taken me, it's taken me a long way, so, a long way so far. So, I mean, you know, being a big guard, it's, a, it's an advantage. And, you know, I'm blessed to have
0: this heart, like I said. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, there's a lot more uh, hard work that goes into it than, yeah. than luck, that's for sure. Just at the moment as well, you're living in California, is that right? Yeah. What's that like? How are you enjoying that?
1: It was good. I was in uh, Walnut Creek, which is a, it was a, like a little town just outside of you know the Bay Area, um, about 30-minute drive from San Francisco. So mm. it was a nice town. Um, not much to do there, but you know, being a basketball, you don't much, you don't really get much time off. You're always flying everywhere and playing games. So for me, it was, it was just a good place to go chill. And um, when I head back, I'll be in LA, so it'll be a bit more full-on, you know, out there. Um, you know, I know a few more people out there, so, which would be good. So, but you know, I enjoyed the spot I had. I had a nice apartment to myself, so. You know, I was able to, you know, do, do some boy things and, you know, just you know, have time <laughs> to myself, which is good.
0: That would be enjoyable. Very <laughs> enjoyable. Let's go back because I think it, it's it's going to be good to paint your picture to get to where you are now. Um, obviously, grew up in Australia, grew up in Bendigo, mm-hmm. of, of all places. That's, it's not probably like the first place you'd think our next yeah. NBA star is going to come from. What was it like growing up in Bendigo and why Bendigo?
1: Um, Yeah. Not so that you had much was choice and in I born in Bendigo, yeah. so um, I, I lived in Bendigo until I was 16 years old and, I guess, you know, my dad played um, basketball out in Bendigo and that's where he met my mom. And, you know, they, they decided to stay out there. So, you know, we grew up in Bendigo, me and my brothers, you know, playing juniors through Bendigo, you know, footy in Bendigo. Everything was through Bendigo pretty much. So, um, you know, and then when I was 16, I moved to at Canberra at the AIS um, with the NBA Academy there. So um, pretty much, you know, being a country boy, you know, I love to, you know, do country things, you know, whenever I get out on the farm with some of my mates, you know, around the sheep up, you know, shear the sheep, I, I did all that stuff. So, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect a basketball to come out of there, but you know, it was a lot of hard work and um, yeah, like I said, you know, I come from a basketball background, so I, I always enjoyed playing basketball growing up. You know, I started when I was five, so I still love it today. To, today.
0: It's, it's funny, isn't it? Like a lot of, you know, uh, I suppose your teammates and like mates in the US have this idea of what Australians lie. Yeah. And you've actually probably been one of the only guys that's actually lived that country life yeah for sure i mean
1: i go over to australia america and try to explain some things that you do in australia and they, they just got no idea what's going on here so they think it's a flat country with you know all these <laughs> spiders snakes and stuff and you just got to be careful of animals and stuff like that but i mean australia is a great country and you know being living in america and living in australia I, like home's home and you know i love it here so yeah whenever i get the opportunity to come back you know i'll be in australia
0: it's awesome and your old man was a og at the braves yeah bendigo He was the mvp there as well as well so are you yeah so you've always got that big connection with those with that um team
1: yeah for sure i mean dad Dad played like 10 years at bendigo you know got his jersey retired in that stadium so Ah. you know he, he was a huge um influence on me growing up and you know, just to be able to, you know, share share the court with him, you know, a few times and um, in the in A-grade men there down at Bendigo was, you um, know, special and, you know, he's a big, a big inspiration to me growing up.
0: Did you play a bit of footy in Bendigo?
1: I did. I played about about six years of footy, so, I mean, I really enjoyed my footy um, and then I come to a stage, I think I was top age 16s, where I had to choose footy or basketball and, you know, I went with basketball, which um, I think worked out, but I, re- I really enjoyed my footy, so I mm. love watching it. I'm a big Richmond supporter, so... You know, I, re- I really do enjoy, enjoy my footy.
0: Um, this is the, the interesting part for me, because I think the last like three, four years, basketball has just taken off in Australia. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen what we've done, like the boomers have been able to do, like Patty Mills, Ingles, mm-hmm. and Josh Kitty as well. I'm sure we'll get into talking about him later. But I feel like it's just grown so much, especially at the NBL, like yeah. how, how good that has sort of become. What was your choice around playing NBL versus going um, to the States?
1: Yeah, I mean it was a tough choice for me to you know leave my my home country of Australia. You know, having the options on the table to be able to play in the NBL, obviously, um, mm. it was, it's a really good pathway for like you've seen you know the Lamello balls and RJ Hampton stuff come through the NBL program, which, um, you know was big. And I think for me, my goal was the NBA, and um, you know, being able to get past the high like the high school and then the the next step, whether it be college, you know, the pro level, you know, that's the biggest step to take to you know be able to get to the next level and. For me, I I wanted to choose something that you know I was going to be comfortable in, but it was also going to help benefit me. And I felt you got to have confidence in yourself, you know, being able to take this route because if it doesn't work out, then yeah, you can't go back to college. But so um, for me, it was it was a tough decision, but I felt like you know playing in the G League, you're playing against NBA players, you know, that are on two way contracts. You get more exposure over there because you know that's where all the scouts are. You know, there's you know there's a 48 minute game there's the nba length court nba ball nba length three-point line so Mm. everything about it is associated associated with nba and you know they're they're there to help us get to the um next level we had we had veterans on our team and young guys and the veterans were there like they were paid money to help us develop so i guess looking at it you know it's going to be hard for it to go wrong you know if you if you put in the work you know it's going to work out for you and i felt like going over there you know i had the right mindset had the right mentality and for me the ultimate goal of being in the NBA, I think, you know, it was a no-brainer, you know, taking this, this path. Cause you know, it was just too good to, you know, turn down.
0: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And that's like, we, we look at sport in Australia and there's one pathway, right? Like yeah. everyone just goes through that same pathway and you get going, but sometimes it's hard when you have choices, right. like it's like the hardest thing to do. Cause you've got NBL, college, mm. G league, whatever you want to do, like you've got to try and narrow in and work out which one's best for you. And I love your decision because it's probably the hardest one to have made really like to to go. You could have followed a lot of guys have gone to college. You could have followed a lot of the guys you've seen like Giddy go to NBL and do really well out of it, but you want to forge your own path.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, this is a very new program. You know, I was there only second year there. So there's only like five, six spots for the young guys as well. And just knowing that, that they're there to help us get to our dream of the NBA you know, it was it helped to my my choice obviously, but obviously it was a tough decision to turn down the NBL as well, because yeah. you know, this is my home my home country, you know, playing in front of my home, fan, home fans and stuff like that, um, you know, it was a tough decision. But at the end of the day, the NBL teams and coaches, they're paid to win games. They're going to put the players on the floor that's going to win you the game. And if you're not in the best, you know, five, six, seven players, then you're not going to be on the floor. So I guess it's probably more of a risk taking the NBL program to mm. what, what I took. but. You know everything that, that um I did over there paid off and you yeah. know, worked out, so I'm glad I took the G League, the G League route.
0: Can you explain that ignite team because it's it's pretty crazy like how that's been created? Is yeah. that correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like a team made of like some ex sort of players that are older to yeah. bring through some of the best talent in yeah. the G League. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so we had um we had six young guys like that were like I guess top prospects from where they're from, and um you know come together with um five you know veterans like we had has played NBA Kevin Murphy Amir Johnson um Jesse Govan you know Dakari Allen those guys they, they've been around a long time so I guess their roles in the team are to help us develop and um I think the good thing that we had with our team was a very competitive environment so everyone was pushing each other at training to get better and um you know it can be tough having six young guys trying to get to the NBA putting them in a team and saying here work it out you know you got to because um, i think everyone had to sacrifice something to you know have the team succeed but also themselves um showcase what they can do to mm. be able to get to the nba so it was um it was tough at first i think you know the first few games you know we didn't really gel together but once we realized that uh if we're gonna you know be able to succeed as a team we're all gonna have to sacrifice something and for me i felt like that was my scoring i sacrificed my scoring to you know be able to play make for others and um show my defensive ability but I think, you know, once we are uh, the last like 10, 15 games, once we figured out what our um, our team wanted and, you know, what we had to do to be our succeed as a team, you know, it all gelled together and, you know, we started to play well.
0: How hard is that like in, in that environment? Like I can remember going to get drafted myself and you think like, fuck, I can do the team thing here and sacrifice my exactly. game. Is it going to actually get noticed or do mm. I just go out and try and play my best? Like it's, it's, it's hard it's to... It's tough. It's tough
1: because, you know, you don't want to sacrifice anything. You want to show everything you can do, but... Then at the end of the day, the scouts, they're smart. They know that you can't do everything on a team like this. So it's just not going to work. So I think, you know, it worked out for me just being able to, you know, show my IQ as a point guard and, Mm. you know, um, impact the game in different ways. So, I mean, it was tough at first. If you watch our first few games, you know, they weren't pretty, but, you know, our coaching staff did a really good job of, you know, keeping us together and, you know, getting everyone
0: in position position to succeed. Quick break in today's podcast to tell you a little bit more about my good, good friends at Coinspot. I love these guys. Honestly, I'm on Coinspot. I'm on the platform, and I absolutely love it. It's so easy to use, especially for beginners looking to get into cryptocurrency. You can buy, sell, and swap over 250 other digital currencies on the platform. It's been a lifesaver for me, and I'm absolutely loving, loving it. Coinspot is Australia's home base for cryptocurrency. It's the easiest place to buy, sell, and store your Bitcoin. And as I said, there is over 350 other currencies online. It's so easy to sign up, and when you do, I have a little gift for you today. Use the code DIL one two three and receive ten dollars of Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. There is no minimum deposit, and you can join myself and two point five million other customers on Coinspot today. The link will also be in the show notes. Let's go. I don't know if this is this will make sense, but you know, like in Australia, maybe Australian basketball. There's this like idea of like culture in teams and like getting around Mm -hmm. each other. That like toughness that maybe is known in the u.s i'm not sure yeah. was it hard like when you're playing in the g league and, and nba and i know you're not there yet but very soon will be are the teams as tight as that or is it more just system run and and you're playing with the best players
1: yeah that's the thing like you look at u.s basketball and you see, you see more highlight players iso players transition and stuff like that and then you look at australia and it's it's very team orientated and i think you look at the boomers and why they're so successful is they have a, a great culture and just everyone wants to play for each other and win, win for each other and the ball moves you know they play team defense and stuff like that and heading over to america like it's still team orientated but like they're they got better athletes there and they got people who want to show what they can do yeah. you know handle the ball you know dribble it a thousand times and then you know take a crazy shot but i think um that that's that's coming from Australia and the NBA Academy where we're taught to play the team system. Um, over there, it really helped me because I was able to like you know talk my teammates through yeah. like how we want to play, how ha- how we have to play to succeed, and being the point guard, that's what you got to do. You got to show leadership, and I think um, yeah, once we got once we got that down pat, we're able to play better. But you do see the Australian basketball system. Like I love playing it because the ball just moves, the team's on a string, uh, like everything's so tight, and um, I think. You know that that's the way that basketball should be played, and you see in the NBA, you know, teams that you know are starting to succeed more, like the Phoenix Suns, have a have a very tight group and you know able to you know play together. So I think um, Australian basketball has definitely impacted you know the on the international stage. That's huge. Yeah, that's
0: massive that it's like taken yeah seriously like that because you think like that you know cliche saying it's a champion team not a team of champions like exactly correlating through um one thing that london talked about and i love this in you know basketball and i've seen some really cool tapes of of you doing this is when in football or in like anything really it's like a pre-season you do it together yeah but one thing i've always been really curious on is like the training you guys do you sort of do it a lot separately don't you like you got Mm. you have your own team that you work with right is that right like
1: uh it is right like off seasons and whenever like right now i'm I'm doing individual workouts with a coach but like yeah. i have my my team supporting me like i have my agent i have my family i have like a few guys that will come in and work out with mm. me but you know i got the same coach the same strength and conditioning coach you know i'm um, you know that that's my team that you know uh, i'm working with to you know develop and then i guess it's basically like your season's done you go off with your team you develop you know what you need to work on and then you come back to the actual team and you know you, you gel it all together whereas yes. you know like a footy, you know they're always together um and you know working as a team that way so i think it is different but you know i, I like i like our basketball setup because personally i like to you know be in the gym my own which is the like coaching you know working on you know specific things that i need to work on that you're you might not be able to do when you're with a, you
0: know, a team environment. And that that high performance coach that you have, that that's not from the team, that's your own coach yeah. you've sourced yourself.
1: Yeah, so for me, you know, I got Mack who's with Melbourne United and, um, you know, he, I love I love working with him because he just knows what I need. He, he pushes me, you know, to the limits and, um, like, I want him in my team and, you know, if I didn't want him, then I could, you know, go move on to someone else. But, um, you know, I want him, you know, he helps me, you know, to get to where I need to be and I think... And that's just a good thing, you know, with you know having a, a tight circle and just knowing, you know, what you need to be able to perform in the next level.
0: What uh, does your training schedule look like? Like what, what sort of things are you doing? Like in the gym, as you've, you've said, is it like yeah. shooting? Like what's like your main, like three things you're really focusing on?
1: So right now, cause I'm in off season, it's not as heavy, but it's still work every day, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm mm. in Melbourne working out with my my DMAC, who's my um you know on-court coach, and Jay, who's my strength coach. So I'm trying to put on size before the draft. So you know I'm doing two hours of work on the floor and then an hour in the gym after, just you know killing the body, just trying to put on put on size. And then the three days I have off, so Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll have Wednesday I will get on the shooting machine and just get a thousand shots up on that day. Saturday I'll be on the shooting machine as well and um do a bit of ball handling. So Like my off days are basically just shooting and like the other four days that I'm in Melbourne, I'm, you know, working, you know, working hard, work like getting a sweat up, working on things I need to work on. And then Sunday's my rest day, you know, I you know, just chill out a little bit, you know, go recover. So Yeah. mm. Fuck.
0: With that, um like the training system like that, I feel like you get such a mental edge out of it. Yeah. Because when you know, and not just talking about footy, that's what I know and what a lot of people would know is you work together, you can go off and do your own stuff, but when you're working purely by yourself and you don't know what anyone else is doing, you can play so many, I can imagine the mind games you play with yourself, like. For sure, like for me, if
1: I don't work out one day, it hurts my mind because I know that like someone else is out there getting better than me that day if I don't work. So, you know, I have to make sure that I, I have a basketball in my hand doing at least something every day to help, you know, help me be better because, you know, like you said, it's it's all a mental game, and you know, playing playing basketball, playing footy, and you know, it, it's tough it's tough mentally because you know it's, it's so repetitive, and you just gotta find find something to, you know, keep you going every day. But I think having goals, you know, is what helps me do that. Mm. But I think yeah, like like I said, if I don't pick up a basketball every day and put in some sort of work, then it helps hurts, hurts me mentally because I know that someone else is doing doing that, trying to be better than me. So I think. For me, it's just making sure I have a basketball in my hand every day and, you know, just being the best I can, you know, doing something every day to help me, you know, be better. Fuck, oh, it's huge.
0: It's exciting, I'm getting goosebumps. The draft, it's coming up. Yeah. It's exciting times. Talk us through how that works. Um, what's the like system in place? You, you've got your, your agent, you're obviously working hard at the moment trying to improve what you've got to improve. Are you in contact with clubs? Does your agent do the club stuff? Do you have meetings with them?
1: Yeah. So. Basically, my agent does all the talking for me so I can just focus on basketball. But um, like, you know, coming to the draft, you know, we're like two months out. Um, oh, sorry, like two and a bit months out. And um, focusing, like once May 17 comes around, we'll I'll have more of an idea of which team has which pick because the lottery will be done. But, yep. you know, for me, it's just focusing on what I need to work on, like getting better for the draft. And then I'm gonna head back over to America, um, April 20, um, where, you know, I'll start to pick up my training again. But um the agent does all the talking for me. Um and then, you know, once it comes draft time and I know which team has which picks, you know, we'll be able to, you know, decide which teams we go work out for and which which picks we're gonna aim for to try to get. And um, but I mean, you know, yeah, that's why you gotta trust your because you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be talking on your behalf and you know I got a really good agent, Daniel Moldovan, But um for me it's just working on working as hard as I can right now to be better and you know let him do the talking but like I said, once once um we get closer, I'll have more of an idea of which
0: team I want to be at. Unbelievable. So when it gets closer, as I said, there's a lottery which teams then they get their picks, and mm-hmm. for then you have no idea where you know that could possibly be. But say there's a pick you're going to, it could be within like three picks. Would you go and train with those sort of three teams around that area?
1: Yeah. So I guess being a to say your number one pick, you're probably you're probably going to go work out for like there's the mock drafts which yep. has, have you um in certain spots, so you have an idea of where you are. But if you're the, the the first pick, then you probably only work out for three teams. The team you pick one, two, and three, maybe three. If you want to go pick one, then you go pick. You just work out for them. So you can kind of you know vary who you work out for and stuff like that. But for me, you know, being around you know the ten mark now, um, you know, I, I'm in a pretty good position. So you know, if there's a if there's a team that's nine that you know has six guards, that's you know, I'm not going to be able to play for then there's no point in me going and working yeah. out for because I don't want to be on that team. So, <laughs> so you decide him no. Agents just stuff you like. Don't take him. We're not, we're not going to send him to work <laughs> That's out for so you. So, um, you know, you can kind of vary like which teams you work out for and stuff yeah. like that. But um, I'm sure, you know, I'll be working out with a few teams, but I'm, I'm not sure which teams I'll be at because I don't yeah. know who I'll of
0: course. Place. At the moment, like again, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but is there a team in mind that you're going like, I could fit into that team next year?
1: Um, I think probably like Sacramento, Spurs. I think, you no know, teams that, you know maybe need a bit of you know gut like a guard that's going to help them and yep. teams that you know play a team system as well you know look at um you know those two type of teams like the spurs the warriors the um kings it's just to name a few that they, they play play more of a team style um mm. you know Pop, Greg popovich has been the coach for you know however many years and he's played the same style so i know that if i play in that team i'm going to benefit because that's the style i like to play that's the style i'll fit in with and i think um you know, whatever team picks me up on the day I'm going to be happy with because my dream as a kid was to be in the NBA. But, um, I mean, there's a few teams that, you know, I could probably say I'll probably fit better with them. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, being in the NBA, being in the NBA, you gotta you got to work to, you know, earn your spot in there anyway. And um, I think, you know, that's the main thing, just, you know, staying humble and, you know, putting in the work every day to be better.
0: KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. That I love that mentality. And I I, I know you're coming across very humble um, right now, which you know I respect, but I know there's like a killer mentality yeah. that like is in in your head at the moment. Like I can see it. Mm-hmm. So like when you get to that club you're not gonna you're just gonna be like fuck off like this is my this is yeah, my
1: spot so now. The good thing is is with work like workouts when you go work out with for teams, you're, there's probably gonna be five or six players there that you're working out with. And if there's a guy there that's your same position, so that has that's maybe sitting sixth on like a mock draft, like you'd be like, I'm coming for your head. I'm, I'm fucking better than you. Yeah. Like you you gotta have that arrogance too, but you're also gotta have the humbleness. And I think um for me the way I play basketball is you know I like to you know get under people's skin a little bit you know my main role is a defender um you know I like to get under people's skin you know make make life tough for them so um I guess you know you know I love to trash talk a little bit as well when I'm on the floor so it's a competitive game and you know you gotta have fun with it so I think you know you gotta have that a little bit of arrogance to you as well um you know when you go in there because you know you put in all this work and if you're just gonna sit there and you know lay back the whole time then you know that's cool, but you know maybe someone else is you know more vocal than you, and you know he's taking your spot. But for me, um, you know I am a humble guy, but you know I guess quietly, you know I like to you know trash talk and you know have have my arrogance about me. You got to you got to have that if yeah. you want to be you want to be good. Exactly, you got, you got to believe in yourself, and you know sometimes you got to let it out. Yeah
0: how um i imagine like that one-on-one with guys you're competing with to get on the squad right like that that's a big one yeah but i can imagine as well there'd be a lot of older guys on the team that you know you're actually you're coming for their spot yeah and they this team wants you to come in and take that like that would be also hard Yeah. like a battle that you got to face as well for sure i mean
1: you know you walk into a team you know there's going to be players that have been there one year there's going to be players that have been there 10 years so you know they they're going to have the relationship with the coach and I guess you just got to go in there and say, Nah, that's my spot. I'm going yeah. at you. You know, I'm taking your, I'm taking it up to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your spot." And um, and that's the mentality you got to have. And, and I think the good thing about being in the NBA is no one's going to take that personally. You know, everyone's fighting for their spot. And, yeah. You know, the, there's so many people coming in and out of NBA teams this day. No one's safe unless your name's LeBron James. But I guess you just got to have a mentality of every day, I'm going, I'm going at your head. I'm going to kill you or. You know it's a business so if you're not doing your job then out you go
0: Man, well i wish i had your mentality when i was 18 because like i literally um you know i used to rock up and be like oh fuck, i'll wait my turn yeah. you know like two years three years i'll just wait here i'll wait here and all of a sudden you know four years go by and you're in the same spot exactly it's it's like that mentality you rip up your birth certificate as soon as you walk in there and it's yeah it's it
1: and I, I mean i've played on teams like even through my juniors that you know i've seen kids come in and like. I'm not saying i'm a big name but like they might take a backward step and be like oh i don't want to guard him I'm gonna yeah the, him. Yeah, but, yeah but then i've seen kids come in and be like i'm going at you i'm, I'm going to give it my best shot you No, know, if you beat me you beat me you're better than me but i'm going to give it my best shot so i think you know having that mentality is you know key
0: yeah what is um what's your relationship with with josh kitty or, or maybe even just the like what you've seen him be able to do this year like is that given you confidence is that given you yeah. you know
1: you know we're close. We um we were at the NBA Academy for a year together, yeah. so you know we're close. You know I was able to catch up with him a few times while we were in America, and just seeing him go through the process that he went through last year that I'm about to go through, it's um it drives me to be better. And I mean, obviously he's not the most athletic guy, the best shooter, I and mean, being able to take pick six just shows that teams are looking for people with good IQs because Josh has a really good IQ, mm. and um and I guess he's just someone that I can talk to and you know get some advice from um you know going through this process and. Yeah, you know, Josh has had a phenomenal year and sitting down on the couch last year watching watching him get drafted, you know, just motivated me to, you know, be want to be there next year. And I think, you know, every time, you know, it gets tough, you know, I just have that in the back of my head, like this guy, you know, being at the draft, you know, getting your name called out one day, um, that's that's been a dream of mine since I you know, I was born. So, you know, it's good to, you know, be close with him and you know, have a few, you know, people I'm close with in the NBA that I'm able to talk to. So um, I guess you know it's just good to them ha- have them in your corner. Yeah,
0: who who are some of the guys that you like look to as like mentors? Maybe in the NBA at the moment that you you look to and have conversations with about that. Yeah, so
1: like Josh Giddey, Joe Ingles. You know, I've talked to Matisse Thybulle a fair bit, um, and then there's also Daly, who's um here in the NBA now, Matthew Dover. So they're probably the main guys that I talk to. Um, you know the Australians, um, you know they have my back as well. And mm. I think, like you said, the Boomers have such a good culture, and they just know who every. Like they know people who are coming through the ranks. They know they know everyone, and they they're really invested in Australian basketball, which is um which is really good for the junior junior pathway coming through because you know you know that the seniors have your back.
0: Yeah, the mate, the Boomers make my heart smile. It mm-hmm. feels like it's just the best bunch of people like in that. It makes you proud to for be sure. Australian, like watching them go. And I want to talk about that, but before we do, there's one part that I was thinking before, and I don't think you'll have any trouble with this whatsoever. But how do you have have you thought about you know, kid from Bendigo, going to play NBA, mm. and you go to the NBA, and you're going to be international. Like you're going to be international yeah. loan. Like it's going to blow up. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Mm. One, firstly, you have to remember me. Secondly, <laughs> it's how have you thought about like, is it hard to stay grounded in that situation? Like, you know, not not mm. that you're going to get ahead of yourself or anything like that, but more just like going, fuck, it's hard not to get taken yeah. away because you are literally massive. Exactly.
1: Like, I mean. Even now, I'm not in the NBA and I go back home, you know, everyone everyone knows me out yeah. there. So um, it's, for me, it's not hard because, you know, I'm a humble guy, I love to, you know, kick it with my friends, you know, catch up with people that, you know, I grew up with. So I think, um, you know, some people can, you know, get ahead of themselves and be like, I'm better than you, like that, that, that mentality. But I don't have that mentality. I have the <laughs> mentality of like everyone, you know, everyone's equal um and for me i just got god gifted talents and you know i've taken them you know and taken them and you know gone and worked with them to you know be in the position i am today but um you know i'm a humble guy whenever i'm back in bendigo i acknowledge anyone you know that comes up to me um i'll take a photo i'm gonna an autograph you know that sort of stuff so you know i'm a humble guy and you know being from bendigo i just want to help inspire people to you know you know be like be like me and you know just um take the next steps and you know just continue to continue to push yourself and you know have the mentality of you know you can do anything you yeah. want if you put your mind to it there's
0: uh i think you know you said you're a, a god-given talent which I, you know i can agree with but i think there's a lot of hard work there i don't want to undersell that um but yeah it's interesting i was just thinking then about what you're saying with like being humble and i totally agree but is it right that they like there has to be nearly a point as well like i'm contradicting myself with the next question because i'm saying you have to nearly be misunderstood and you nearly probably have to cut a few not not cut yeah. people but you have to narrow your focus like you, you hear of guys like the best players in the world like you know Kobe Bryant and mm. people like oh this guy I don't understand him but to get that good you have to be like that
1: yeah I think um it is you know it's it's important to keep your your close circle um mm. and know who's in your close circle and um you know obviously I got a few close friends my family's in there my yeah. agent you know people who I really trust are in my close circle and you know, going through you know, there's a lot of money involved, so people are gonna keep coming in. You know, maybe that you know, but you don't know as well that you know they, they want to get a little bit of money out of you, and they want to get into your close circle. And sometimes you know, you just gotta you know push them away a little bit because you know you know what they're trying to achieve off you, and you know what your goals are. But mm. um, for me, I have my close circle. I know who's in it, and then like um I know who to go to if I have something that um that I need dealt with or so i think it's 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 important to you know know who you trust and then obviously you don't want to just be like stuff you to like some people but some people need that because yeah you know they they try they try hard to you know get something out of you or get something off you so
0: you've like absolutely nailed it like i wish i knew that at your age because mm-hmm. i'm like just working that shit out now yeah so you've got a really good head on your shoulders and um, yeah, I'm excited for to, to see you uh, dominate over there. And, mm. and as I said, still and friends in that close circle would be really really <laughs> nice to stay. Really nice to stay in that <laughs> yes, sir, circle yes, for sure. For <laughs> um, sure. NBA players, give us like we love a name drop here. Mm-hmm. Give us some guys that you've sort of like crossed paths with um, on the court, firstly, or even just off the court. Mm-hmm. Like any guys taking on their wing, you know, take you to some nightclubs, or who and sorry who would you model your game off in the NBA?
1: Yeah, so um, I think, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say any NBA players have really taken me under the wing, but, mm. you know, I think... They're probably scared. Yeah. and worry. I, t- I had a teammate of mine, Poo Jitter, um, who is 30, 38 now. I'm sorry if you're younger than that, but, um, <laughs> like, here, he, he was on my team. He took me under his wing as soon as I came in, knowing that, you know, I'm from another country, I'm young, you know, it might be a tough, you know, transitioning here, and, like, he took me under his wing straight away and for the entire season he had my back you know he plays the same position as me so he was able to teach me so much i learned so much of him um and you know just to be able to communicate him communicate to him and know that you know he has my back and um you know i got his back was it was it was special because it is tough you know moving to a whole new country on your own um when at such a young age and just knowing that he had my back the whole time was um you know it was great for me and Obviously, you know I've talked to a few NBA players like I named before, and like I have my agent and um, a few agents in in my um, in Octagon who I'm with. You know that take me under their wing and take me out for a bit of fun sometimes. So you know that's always good. And I think you know it's important being able to you know have those type of people. You know when you move move across countries, and because you know it can be tough to you know make friends sometimes, especially in the basketball world when you're not really set anywhere. You're just flying all over all the time. So I think you know just making sure that you know you have those type of people that mm. are able to you're yeah, able to have fun with but also you know have your back
0: it's probably something as well like you you mentioned that then and, and before that i was thinking about it's like this life of an nba player seems super glamorous but you are literally flying uh, yeah. everywhere all the time it's tough like i didn't
1: play an nba season this year but i played i played half of what an nba season looks like yeah. and it's like people don't understand how tough it is like on like mentality you know, like the mentality you have to have and you know, it, it really does, you know, affect your mind if you're not, if you're not in the right spot. And um, I think NBA players are so mentally tough. The things they have to deal with every night, you know, whether it be abuse, you know, in the game, people people are gonna hate you no matter what, when you're up that high, yeah. you know, even if you do everything right, people are gonna find something to, you know, pick out and, you know, hate on you for. So you have to be so mentally tough. And for me, you know, I've copped it as well. Um, and I just block it out. I think yeah. that's the best thing for me. If you block it out, ignore it then, but, they don't like. I see tweets. I see like people tag me and things on Insta that I don't want to see. But if I don't like reply to it, I don't like like it or yeah, anything. Yeah. Like they can't see that I've seen it. So they're basically just wasting their time. But like you have to be so mentally tough to be able to play, you know, in any sport at high level because you know there are there's so much coming at you, whether it be good, bad. You know, like there's just so much
0: that oh, you have to deal I, we'll with. Look at like what Ben Simmons had to go through exactly. like last year with like the you know the Philly like saga like that seemed unbelievable like the stress that he would have been under that's tough
1: and the worst thing for him was he was in philadelphia which is one of the hardest places to to play because you know the the fans there they will come at you and um you know he um you know whether he dealt with it in the right way or the wrong way you know that's that's not my my thing to say but um i mean he you just got to be so mentally tough to be able to play sport these days yeah
0: yeah Yeah. i have a theory on ben simmons i think he's at like this point I, i really don't watch basketball at all like so this is could be fucking totally wrong but i have this theory that he is like at this point that maybe he hasn't handled things the right way but i feel like he'll realize that and then explode yeah for sure
1: he's still young he's still so young he's still got so much room for growth and he's going to learn from this and now that he's been through this like it's only up from here for Mm -hmm. him so he's in a new setting a new a new team that you know he should be um you know he should be able to you know excel in because of the plays they have and For him you know he's going to be able to learn from everything that he's been through this year and just you know shoot up next year the boomers is that
0: something that you want to be playing definitely
1: you know anything for my country that um I'll, i'll do anything for my country and to be able to be a part of that group you know i've been i played for the boomers just in a qualifying game but i know i i was with a coach named adam caporn who was the assistant coach of the boomers and he'd always come back from like their world cups their olympics and He'd, um He'd tell stories of just the culture that they had and um like everything about the boomers is just it's just so good that I just want to be a part of it one day and you know hopefully the world cup um next year or the Olympics in three years you know I'll be a part of that because. You know, what the boomers have built and the culture that they have, you know, it, it can't be destroyed.
0: Yeah. Do you speak to, like, has, have you spoke to people like Andrew Gaze and, and stuff like that before? Like, do they come and talk at those sort of things? Like, we've had Gaze on the show and, like, he nearly cries when he talks about the boomers, like, yeah. every time.
1: Yeah, I, I've spoken to Gaze, I work not too much about that, but, um, like, Adam Capor and, like, Patty Mills and stuff I've spoken to are just about mm. the, the boomers' culture. Um, and, yeah, I've seen it. Like, you can you can see it, like, how tight they are as a group, um, everything they do together. Um I, I spoke to Matisse Theibel, who, you know, coming from America, he didn't really grow up in Australia, but he was in America. And he just said, like, he was just so wowed about the culture that they had and, like, how they, they brought him in and um, how they were so welcoming. And um, obviously, you know, you can be that nice, but on the floor, they're just dogs, you know, they, they want to play for their, their – they have their whole country behind their back and they know that and they want <coughs> to go out there and do everything they possibly can to, you know, get a gold medal. So I'm sure that gold medal's coming and just to, even that bronze was so special because, you know, boomers haven't hadn't had a medal in a long time. But that bronze is so special um, to the whole, the whole country and especially, you know, the booms culture.
0: Yeah, super exciting. Um, goals for next year, do you set them? Have you got them in your mind? Is there something you can share with us or is it like, do you visualise like what you want to get out of the season next year? To be honest... I have long-term
1: goals and I have really short-term goals like I mean really short like I plan for what my next day is going to be like I'll sit down at night I I won't write anything down but I'll just put it through my head Uh, this time I'm gonna wake up this time I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. work out this time you know I'm I'm gonna get something to eat like I visualized that the night before but obviously my long-term goals is you know to be in the green room of the um, NBA draft so i think that's the top 14 or top 18 maybe of like people that actually get to be at the draft on the night where they um and that's the name and you go up on stage and stuff so being at the green room um you know that's that's one of my long-term goals and, and the long-term goal is to be a starter in the nba so be able to start for a team and then the longest one i have is to be an all-star so i mean those are three that i have at the moment but Obviously there's like more things that I want to be able to achieve but mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't like to have too many goals I like to you know focus on you know like the little things.
0: Is there um like we talk about this a lot with athletes and I'm I'm sure you you do this cuz of way you in the day but is there do you do much like mindset training as well like what what are you putting in between your ears cuz the way yeah. you talk is like for for someone your age is is incredible. Yeah,
1: so for me at the NBA Academy we did mindfulness 2 weeks 2 days a week so I mean it's not much but for me you know just going through that and realizing like how much it can really refresh mm. your mind you so know. What,
0: what do you do with that like is it meditation or just like so
1: i just i get i got this app on my phone that you know I, I sit down and you know play like it plays like a like a dude talking in the background with some nice music and basically just lay on my back and listen to what he does like deep breaths like that sort of stuff and i do that four times a week i make sure i get four times a week of that and you know, i usually like to do it after a training session um, you know, just you know, mm-hmm. come back down to earth and just relax the body a little bit, and you know, I find it really helps me. Like I said, being a basketball is mentally tough, and I feel like it just mentally refreshes, um, you know, the mind. So, you know, I really enjoy doing
0: my, my mindfulness. Is it like I'm just thinking about this now? Is there a time when you thought like this wouldn't happen? Like, do you some? Do you think back and think, fuck? Like, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. I'm setting myself up for this. Was it? Like, did you ever lose confidence?
1: Yeah, there was one point at the start of the G League season that um. The first three games, like I, I thought like I trained for two months with the G League team going going into um, the first game and I thought I was in a good position You know, I was doing well at training and then the, like we had no practice matches. We hadn't played against anyone. We were just training together and like bang. The first, the first game I think I had like seven, eight turnovers, three points. Like I shot the ball bad and like I was just getting punked out there and for me, you know, that was tough because I thought is this the right choice? You know, people, in Australia, well, everyone in Australia is seeing this. Like they want me to stay at Australia and play in the NBL. And for me, it was all, I sat off social media that whole week. And then the, the next two games, they got a little bit better, but I was still just, I was really struggling out there to bring the ball up. And for me, um, Rod Strickland, like an NBA veteran, um, you know, like one of the greatest NBA, you know, guards of all time. Mm-hmm. He, he was with our team and he was like, all right, these are the things you have to work on if you're going to be able to play here. And, for me, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get in the gym early. I'm going to stay there. I'm, I'm going to get in there early. I'm going to get shots up. I'm going to be in there before practice. I'm going to work on these things that he's telling me, which was my ball handling, tightening up. And then it was being able to get in the gym, be stronger to deal with the physicality. And once I, at, like, we didn't have a game for an, another week um, after those three. And um, like, I was just in the gym for so many hours, like that whole week, just just working on these things that I needed to be better at, to be able to perform at the next level. And like the next game I, I went out there and, And I put some of them into play and, you know, I felt comfortable. Um, Like, I just felt like I belonged out there and, um, like, that whole week was so tough because I was so hard on myself. I was like, you need to to be out of bed at this if you want to play at this level. And um, from there, you know, I just got so much more confidence in myself Mm. and I was able to build and build and build. And then towards the end of the season, you know, I was just – I like to say I was killing it, but – you know, I'm a humble guy, but I, th- I felt like I was doing well. I was doing yeah, really good. well out there. Like, And now just looking back at, at, like, the growth that I had in that season, you know, um, it was huge. And, you know, big shout out to, you know, Rod Strickland and Thomas Scott, who um really helped me, you know, in that tough week um, that I was getting killed and, you know, just able to go out there and, you know, change my ways.
0: So that's that's like a, a turning point. Is Does anything stand out in that season where you, like, went, you know what, fuck, I can do this? Like, is there a game that stands out or an opponent that you beat where you're like, this is... This is yeah. giving me the most. So time flow state.
1: It was the four preseason game. We had four preseason games, which weren't, the, which were the first games that I wasn't great at. And then the first game, which was probably, I say, a month after the four preseason games, and I think I went out there like had 23 points, like six rebounds, like four assists or something. And I was like, All right, I can play at this level. I still have so much growth to do. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to work. And from from that from that game, I realized that I belonged in, in that league and I belonged with this team and. You know the coaches believed in me they they put the ball in my hands being the point guard and wanted me to run the team so just knowing that they had my back my mm. teammates had my back you know i was like ah, i can play here i can go out here and smash it i'm just going to continue to work continue to be better and that's what i did the whole season and you know the towards the end of the season the last five ten games you know I was really good so
0: it's crazy and it? it's like that the confidence that you get is from all the work you put in first exactly you, you like you have to put it in so much further before you actually see it that's right that's right i mean
1: it takes a while, you know, sometimes you can be working and you don't see improvements, you don't see improvements, but it's the long term that, you know, you really do start to see the improvements. So I think that is the thing, you know, as a kid, you know, you, you can be working so hard, but you expect to be, you know, so much better the next week, but you're not, you're not really seeing it. But it really is the long term, you know, that you do start to see those, um, those improvements coming in.
0: Next season, next year, just some dream Sort of things that you might already be visualizing in your head like what's come across for you being like all right next year when i'm playing this and i pop up against this player mm. I, I mean him. my favorite
1: player growing up was russell westbrook so i'm hoping to share the court with him you know um you know be able to play against him or be on his team whatever it may be um you know next season i'm sure once i step foot on the court and realize wow this is the guy that i idolized growing up i used to watch his highlights on yeah. my story all that sort of stuff you know, I'm sure that'll be a special moment. And then there's obviously LeBron James, who I think is the GOAT. um, been able to share the call with him, but I can't give these guys too much credit now if I'm going yeah. to be playing this. One. so,
0: you know, we'll keep that quiet. Awesome, man. So, so good. Um, last sort of message would be like, that I think has been unbelievable today. Like any young sort of boy or girl, like looking to get into elite sport has to listen to this show because you can learn so much from, from this episode. But what would you say to any kid that, is like looking to get into elite sport
1: man you just got to believe in yourself you got to believe in yourself and you got to go out there and you know put in the work you know for me you know growing up i always had that self-belief and love what you do if you don't love what you do then there's no point in doing it because i feel like you know with sport yeah it's you know you play it for so long that you gotta be you gotta be able to love what you do if you want to play it at the highest level because once you do get to the highest level it is a business and Mm. you know you gotta you gotta you know be able to perform every day to you know stay in it but just love what you do, you know, put in the work every day, be better than the you know, the person behind you and um, you know, have fun. Have fun with it. I think that's the main thing. So, you know, just go out there, have fun with it. And I'm not no motivational speaker, but you know, I like to I'm, I like to for me it's it's every day putting in the work and then you know, you'll see the improvements,
0: you know, in the long term. Love it, brother. Love it. Last one, I promise. Signing a deal with basketball sneakers. Yeah. You can take your pick right now. Who is it? Uh, it's, it's so tough because you know. Gaisies.
1: I love my Nikes. I love my Pumas. So yeah, those are probably the main two right now. But you know, obviously, there's going to be a bit more money and you know one side of it. But
0: um, maybe we have to hold off and wait to see yeah, who we'll have, to, with we'll you. have to hold
1: off and see who's going off for the biggest. But um, I mean, I'm probably a, I'm probably a Nike guy right now. But you know, Nike has the most athletes. They so probably you know going off offer the least amount of money. But I mean, I'm a Nike guy right now, but you know, any any other shoe brand, you know, come hit me up and we'll discuss.
0: We'll discuss. Okay, yeah, yeah. we'll discuss. <laughs> us, we'll, we'll do that together. Have a good, man. Thank you so much for your time today. But I'm so excited to to follow your career. Honored to have you in the studio. It really is, man. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah I learned a lot today so I'm really excited to see what happens nah for sure I appreciate it
1: Dylan Friends
0: make sure you watch (laughs) we're gonna come over (laughs) to the stage and do an episode as well yeah no it'll be
1: good I'm gonna keep you guys in in the (laughs) loop nah for sure love it brother thank you
0: thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast if you liked the show it'd be a massive help if you could like follow rate leave a review or even share with your friends the show is produced by myself and Sam Bonza Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Films is responsible for audio and visual production. The show is recorded at the Dylan Friends Studio in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch or suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends podcast, please email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round, live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well not the last time... now also available on Hubble.